When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Auburn Tigers are on the verge of adding some big-time commitments and some interesting updates for coming out of fall camp. Let's talk about it on this Friday edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Yeah, you damn right. Happy Friday, Auburn family. Welcome to the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, as always, joined by my guy, Blake Lane. Blake, how are you? What is up, Auburn family? Dustin, I'm doing great, brother. Uh, just ready to get after it. You know, like I said the other day, uh, I'm tired of talking. Uh, hmm. I'm ready I'm ready for foot to, to meet pigskin, man, and, and I'm ready to kick this thing, uh, kick it off and, and get it underway. You know, I, I feel like everybody kind of is in the Auburn family and we keep hearing all the great things of Coach Hugh Freeze and all the exciting things out of fall camp. Uh, I think we're just uh, – I think we're itching, man. I think we're starting to itch, and, and we're just – we're ready. We're ready. So, a lot of excitement. Uh, a lot of people around the country kind of starting to notice what Auburn is doing. You know, I, I keep seeing, like, uh, J.D. Pakel over at On3. Uh, he just kind of keeps mentioning, uh, mentioning Auburn and saying, hey, look, man, these dudes – They've got something special going on over here, whether it's the recruiting game or whatever. You know, I, I think a lot of people are, are really starting to pay attention to to Hugh Freeze and his staff and what they're putting together, Dustin. Yes, sir. Uh, I like that the polls came out. I like that 39th. I do. Hey. I like keep us yeah. keep us nice and on the DL, baby. Don't pay too much attention. You know, I was watching the fireside chat. Uh, with the war report the other night with with Luke Deal and and Mike G asked the guys like you know not a lot of people really expect much out of this Auburn team but what are what are your expectations for each one of you and what kind of talent does this team have you know and Luke said well if you look back uh, you know throughout let's just say ten years uh, you've gotten the most out of the Auburn teams that weren't supposed to be very good. All right, you look at 2013, nobody saw that team going and playing for a national championship in Pasadena, California. Come on, man. Like, if if you if you go back to 2013 and fall camp, all right, and you you just walk through and and just walk through the media and ask each guy, I guarantee you, what was Auburn picked, Dustin? They 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 were picked to 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 well, flunk out first. Yeah, year. I mean, you just went 0 and 8 in the SEC the it, year before. It, Exactly. You were picked to flunk out. You you were a brand new coach. You went 0 and 8 the year before, and then you end up playing in the national championship game, right? Uh, and and I think I think Luke made a great point right there. And and just uh, this team can be great, you know. And you just got to buy in. And and Coach Freeze, uh, he is he has mentioned that to the team. And I, I watched a video uh, today. Uh, Coach Aldridge, he he got up there and, and was telling each guy, "Hey, it starts when you care about the guy next to you. When you start putting the guy next to you in front of yourself, 
that's when it really all starts to come together. Uh, so uh, stop listening to the chatter about you and, and what's going on with you and what you might be in the NFL and start caring about your brother next to you and, and you doing your job together on the field and good things will happen. So uh, I think there's a great message being spread around Auburn. Well, if you watch the end of that video, he said something that you've been saying all summer. Um, you've made the point several times. You said, I am tired of hearing Auburn fans say, well, it's Georgia. It's automatic L. Well, it's Bama. I'm an automatic L. What did Coach Aldridge say in that video? He said, no, they got to play us. Bingo. It's it's this. We got to play them stuff. The time for that is stopped. That's got to stop right now mm-hmm. because when you view it that way and we make this point all the time, if you don't think that you have an influence as a fan, then just look at Auburn's home record the last two years in basketball. What we've lost one game. I think yeah. like now go back to when we didn't care about basketball as a fan base. What was the home record then? Right? Like you could, there's definitely it's right there. There's tangible evidence right there in the numbers. Look at that A&M game. I know we use it as an example for so many things, but like you made the whole nation stand up that night and recognize what you were. That game's mm-hmm. going to go down in history and you were a three win team at the time. That's the power that this Auburn fan base has. It really any fan base has. If you, if you buy in and put everything that you got into it, you can accomplish some things. You can, that team can feed off of that, especially when you got Georgia and Bama at home. Right. So quit saying, you know, just penciling it in as an L. And listen, we're going to get predictions here in a week or two, and I'm probably going to pencil them in as an L. So I know that's hypocritical, but but that's that's me having to give. I don't know if media is the right word. I certainly don't feel like media after the day I had at work today. But, well, but you, you, you don't want to wear your you don't want to wear your orange and blue goggles is what you're trying to right, say. Right, and we'll yeah. we'll get into it here at the end. We're going to do a, a segment on expectations because we're mm-hmm. getting a ton of questions about what reasonable expectations should be for this team. But uh, so yes, I will put those games in as a L. But as a fan, I got to start believing in those games. Like I can't just wake up that day if I if I go to the game I can't be in that stadium and have this automatic what we've had in the past where it's just like because I'll be honest I haven't got hype for these Georgia games the last three or four years and I've just felt like this ain't gonna whatever bro and I and it's panned out that way but to that point that you've been making we got to buy in obviously Coach Aldridge is telling the team y'all got to buy in man like. We can't view this anymore as, oh, man, we got to go play Georgia. Like, nah, Georgia got to play you. They got to come to you. That should be a problem for them. So when you've been losing as long as Auburn's been losing, there's a lot of things that you got to turn around, that mental psyche that you got to turn around. I thought that was a cool thing to see in that video. Do you think this locker room can do it? Yeah, 100%. Because, you know, obviously you you have, you signed a lot of, of talent from the portal, and the cover wasn't bare. Now mm-hmm. – you don't have the ammunition that Alabama and Georgia have. You're not LSU still a little bit ahead of you. A&M is probably ahead of you talent wise, mm-hmm. but I think that you can definitely close the gap on A&M and make up for, I mean, you already, you already beat them last year. So, so, but as far as just that talent goes, like if you just play cohesive and as a team and you're bought in as a locker room, you can close, you can make up for a big difference. And then what Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery can do in scheme, um, We'll see what, you know, Ron Roberts can do. What what kind of – can he draw up and creating that pressure, creating those turnovers? That will be the big thing for me, man, is like – 
you went five and seven last year with just one of the worst turnover margins you're ever going to see. I mean, five, six games of you. There was one point where we were like negative 18, right? Like just a nightmare. And you still were one game away from a bowl game. Just turn, just turn that around. Just be up in the turnover margin. And I feel like that alone is good for two wins. So, yeah, man, there's just a lot of like, there's just a lot of mental things that they've got to iron out. And I feel like, I mean, I'm not there every day, but like we only see the clips that we see. We get the little nuggets that we get, right? Um, I feel like, and I, you know, this is a, from talking to some people that will know some things. I feel like that during the summer, it was kind of a little rough patch, right? Where it's a bunch of new guys, a bunch of new guys from a portal, a bunch, just a bunch of turnover. Half the roster is turnover. I think now that the it's kind of starting to come together. Mm-hmm. I think guys are kind of starting to buy in. Roles are starting to kind of get defined. And I think they want to accomplish something. Seeing uh, Robbie and Holden's relationship on the fireside, really cool. These guys, they could be at each other's throats. They don't have to be that close. They don't have to be that cool. Obviously, guys that are from very different backgrounds mm-hmm. and are all competing for a spot where there's only one guy that can have that spot. And for them to be that cool with each other and have that kind of relationship, I think it says a lot about both of them. I think it says a lot about the progress that Robbie Ashford has made as a leader and uh, continue to hear that again, continue to hear that throughout fall camp um, that Robbie is kind of really starting to hone in on that and do the things that he needs to do, especially in the huddle and on the field, being vocal and demanding and that holding stolen that pretty ball, right? Well, that's kind of where he needs to, he needs to step up and kind of let guys know on the huddle. So, like we talked about with I, we won't get too much into it, man, but that QB battle is going to be fun. Before we get into the updates, you got something else? I just wanted to say, you know, you've been preaching uh, maturity with Robbie. And uh, when I was watching that fireside chat, I kind of I kind of smiled at him, man, because yeah. I was like, hey, you know, I'm proud of him. And, I, you know, I look, I spent my honeymoon in Savannah, Georgia, right? And we know – uh, Robbie's from Birmingham, you know, big city, uh, you know, and, and, uh, a lot of, a lot of things to do in Birmingham, you know, uh, and, and, uh, you know, you got 459 and, and 65 running through there. And there's just, uh, there's a lot, a lot of things that you can get out of the house and, and go see and go do well in Savannah, man, Savannah, if you've ever been to Savannah, Georgia, it's a tight town, very small, old timey. All right. And that's Holden's hometown, right? Yeah, that's where hold that's where Holden's from is Savannah, Georgia. And um and it's a really neat town, but you can tell uh it's quiet. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh people not a lot of not a big population. People stick together, uh people know each other and and everybody knows everybody, right? It's it's a historical town. I had a great time there. Me and my wife had a phenomenal time on our honeymoon. I thought it was a uh, an amazing town. I mean, it just the, 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 the trees just, Oh, just flowing over the roads, man. It, it's, it's amazing. Uh, and, and the river boat and all of that stuff uh, that they have there. And it's, it's a phenomenal place, but you can tell he's a, he's a country boy and he's kind of quiet and he kind of sits off in the background. Right. And Robbie, you can tell he's that city kid, you know, where he's like, Hey, you know, he's upbeat, talkative and, and, uh, energetic, you know? So it was kind of cool to see the two different personalities mesh together. 
and how well they get along, you know, and Robbie's like, man, you know, we don't really do much and everything, but, you know, he's like, I like messing with Holden. And, and I thought that was maturity uh, coming from Robbie and uh, sh showing some leadership, man. And like you said, look, when you get in an intense competition in sports, you, I know this happens uh, at, at, at a lot of levels is Robbie could be sitting over on the sideline and going, man, you know, please mess up, please mess up. Please mess up, all right? Or Holden could be doing the same thing, or Peyton could be doing the same thing. But I don't think that's the case at Auburn this year. I think these three guys are bought into just wanting just wanting this team to win, Dustin. And, uh, you know, however they can help this team get back to what Auburn football was, uh, you know, it, let's say 10 years ago. Get back to the to the prominence and and playing in a national championship game or finally making a college football playoff. Uh, I think everybody on this team really wants that, not only for the fan base but everybody involved in the school. Uh, and just, I think Hugh Freeze has, has he he's he's preached a message to this team, and I, I I really do. That's why I asked you. I really think this thing is starting to come together. And you're seeing the talent on the field, the the competitions at work, man. It's bringing the best out of these kids. Uh, look, I'll be honest with you. I, I watched Zach Blackerby uh, locked on Auburn, and he's talking about Jay Fair, right? He's going in on Jay Fair and how great he's doing. And he shows the clip, and Jay drops a pass, all right? Well, if you watch Jay after he drops the ball, bro. He's so frustrated. Like, you can see, like, they, they want to be perfect, all right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I saw that last year or the last two years, all right? I don't know if I saw those things where Jay immediately sprinted to the football, picked it up, and, he, hey, my bad, my bad. I got you on the next one, all right? So that stuff sticks out to me. That's what a competitor does, all right? And uh, and and whoever is his quarterback, he's going to go right back to him and get the ball right back in his hands. So uh, I love what I'm seeing. I'm super positive about this team. Uh, I did see a projection, a bold projection, floating around on Twitter from a college football page, and Auburn was left off of that bold projection list. And I'm sorry, but I disagree. I'm not saying that we go ten and two, but I'm saying. It's hard for me to look at this roster and say that we miss a bowl game again. So uh, I'm, I'm just ready for September 2nd, Dustin. Yeah, we'll get into that here at the end with our expectations. So when you talk about getting back to Auburn football, i tell you what would help. My guy mm -hmm. TJ Lindsay down at IMG Academy, he's announcing Saturday. And we talked about this before. And also um, we don't have his date, so we didn't want to put it up. But uh, Cam Franklin, we have seen a guy, Cole Pinkson, over at On3. He put in a crystal ball and some other guys on Twitter. I put in a crystal ball for Cam Franklin, the number one player in the state of Mississippi. So, uh, But TJ Lindsay here out of IMG. So that's two defensive linemen. Right now, all we've got down there is Malik Blockton, right? And uh, so we need these guys. We need beef up front. It's time to start adding them. And uh, we talked about this before last time we talked about TJ Lindsay. Getting a guy out of IMG, you're opening up a pipeline. I'm not sure when the last time Auburn got a guy out of IMG. Maybe there's one slip in my run recently. But you need to get a guy like this to open up that pipeline, for one, just because these guys talk. If he comes to Auburn and he enjoys himself and he's having a good time and he can tell his, there's plenty of blue chips down at IMG, Blake. Yeah. If, yeah he, if, he, if, he can, if he can tell them, hey, man, 
they treat me right up here. I got a nice little package from all in the victory. Coach Freeze is cool. I like my coach, uh, Jeremy Garrett. And that's the thing, too. Jeremy Garrett, you know, got to go in and start adding his guys here. But let's say that we get TJ Lindsay. I like the crystal balls for Cam Franklin with Malik Blockton. All of a sudden, you've got three studs on defensive line. And, again, it's just this class is kind of – it hasn't been – Big, like, remember when Florida had the weekend about a month ago where they added four or five guys, and they were, you know, big. It hasn't been anything like that, not even out of Big Cat. We got two guys out of Big Cat. Now, mm-hmm. love the guys that we got. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we, we got the big fish, right? But um, it's just been kind of slow building, slow building, slow building. But every guy that we add is a blue chip, a highly rated prospect. So, TJ Lindsay is announcing Saturday. Um, I think it's us. I have no reason to think it's us. The, the checking that I've done on it, everyone says, yeah, we're, we're pretty good to go here. So uh, I like TJ Lindsay. I think that we're going to add him to the class Saturday. Blake, just your thoughts on adding some defensive line talent here. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Dustin. I think uh, I think he's all Auburn. I would be shocked uh, if he didn't choose Auburn. I know I, I what is it uh, Texas that was making a push? Am I am I right there? Is it Texas? Yeah, I believe so. I'll double yeah. check for you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Texas that that's that's right on his heels as well. Uh, but I believe it's Auburn, right? And and everything that Coach Garrett is doing on the D line, uh, you know, if you add both of these guys, man, uh, things are looking up. And uh, you know, I, I remember back when he got hired, people were kind of just sitting there and they were like, okay, eh, you know. Uh, but if you add these two, TJ being a four star, like you said, out of IMG. Uh, it's big time, right? You're 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 just uh, you're stacking up there, and and you got the potential to go out and get get some more, right? And and you bring you bring a guy like Cam in, right? Cam Franklin, uh, number one player in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You're stuffing Lane Kiffin in a locker over there. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, wh- what was the other one? I think Miami was on his heels. Tennessee yeah. was on his heels. So Josh Heupel, was on him hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Josh Heupel stuffing in a locker. Uh, so you know, look. I talked to Junior Rose Green uh, not too long ago, and I said, Junior, man, like, what's the deal with Auburn in Florida? Like, why aren't we down there more often? And he said, dude, we lost a path, right? And he was like, we lost our touch in, in the state of Florida. And he said, back when our defenses were absolutely just hard-nosed, will knock your you-know-what in the dirt, he said, we had a pipeline in Florida. And he said, South Florida, Central Florida. And and he said, and we just kind of abandoned it. You know, like we, we stopped going down there. And he said, but if Auburn wants to get back to winning, you better start making your – taking your yeah. back down there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, to go down to IMG and get a talent like TJ Lindsay. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, – you can, you can only smile, Dustin, because <laughs> we've been through hell – and uh, and to bring elite talent in to this room, you you got to look up and just say thank you, man, because Hugh Freeze and the staff is doing it again. And 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 I know Jake Crane. He said the other day, you can never bet against this coaching staff, and what they are doing is just phenomenal. It's the Texas schools. It's A and M in Texas that are after him. So there you go. You know, listen, guys. That uh, for one. You know the NIL package has got to be right because them two schools. Well, you know, matter of fact, what? Yeah, <laughs> matter of fact, something's going on at A and M. 
yeah. we'll, we'll touch on that in a future. We'll wait for a little more details. We don't want to get off yeah. on that tonight, but something <laughs> going on in A and M now. I don't know. I don't I, know y'all. I think I think some checks bounced. Hey, like uh, mm. a lot of cool stuff, man. Interesting stuff coming out of fall camp. A lot of interesting nuggets. Uh, first, I get right to it. We just talked about it. You made a projection for our guy, Caleb Burton. You said 30 mm-hmm. receptions. Uh, and some people were saying uh, it's not a hot take. Listen, Caleb Burton has zero receptions on his career, and VAR led Auburn last year with 26 receptions. So saying that a guy that has zero receptions is going to have more receptions than the team leader <laughs> did last year yeah. is kind of bold. I don't know if you want us to come out and be like, Bro, gonna have 75 catches and 15 <laughs> tutties. You know, like like somebody DM me and was like, hey, you think 70 might be a little low for a bold prediction on Robert Woodyard, huh? How many tackles does Robert Woodyard have in his career? Yeah. I don't think it's that low. We'll go back and look at our tackle leaders last year. I don't think it's that low. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to come out and predict him to do a Ray Lewis buck 50, but <laughs> – Speaking, but speaking on the, uh, speaking on the 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 uh, the Jay Fair man, Caleb Burton, these guys are making noise at the slot position, and and Var, you know, I'm a big Var guy. Um, seems like it's a hell of a competition, and it also seems like it doesn't even matter really who gets named a starter because it's just one of the things where you're gonna find ways, man. That's just mm-hmm. that's just whatever at that point. That really is just depending on what they're. Uh, because the first 10, 15 plays are scripted. So it's kind of just what they have drawn up on the first play as far as starter. When you've got that many weapons, it really doesn't matter. Um, you can find the mismatches. You can do so many things. So our guy, Mike G, has been about Jay Fair all summer long. It seems like he knew what he was talking about. It seems like it was hitting. Um, Caleb Burton, though, man, that's nice. Because look and look at this. I mean, when you talk about two of those three guys there with Caleb and uh, with Jay, the eligibility they got left. So – Let's get it one more good year out of VAR that he's got in him. And then you get these two young guys there as well. So you went from receiver being a big question to at least looking at the slot position and saying, hey, man, I like the depth here. I like the depth here. And uh, Blake, your guy, Eugene Asante, it hasn't slowed down, has it? Dude. Hearing that he is just killing it out there. Yeah, and 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 I hear like I hear things like, how is he not on the field? The, you know, like he transferred over from UNC, and people in, in people in the arena right here, uh, you know, are sitting here going, "Hey, man, why was this guy not even heard from?" Like people, people didn't even know he was still on the team. Dustin, and we struggled, right? And how bad we struggled at linebacker. Yes, and still didn't see him. Still never saw him. So I don't know. I don't know if there was like. Uh, an injury or something that we didn't know about, or was there like some off the field issues? I doubt it because I, I got a guess. Yeah, I got a guess. Like, I don't know, man, because like I hear great things about him. Like, I hear he's a stand up freaking dude, you know, mm-hmm. and and I just hear that that he carries himself the right way, and I also hear that he you can clearly pinpoint him on the football field, and you know exactly where he's at <laughs> at all times because he's wreaking havoc. And so it just another question pops up in my head of like, how bad was it? Because I'm hearing all of this stuff and it just, it it just brings that light. It just flicks the light back on my head. It makes me have a flashback of the last two years. And just, I'm just sitting here going, man, what did we really go through? 
Like, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it, that's kind of where I'm leaning with that. It was just bad coaching type thing. You saw it just on the offensive line alone with a guy like Jeremiah Wright, where you're going, why did we get to this point? Um, but a lot of it too could just be scheme. Maybe he wasn't, maybe in that scheme, whether it was him being used right or not, maybe he just didn't excel in that scheme. And maybe mm-hmm. under a run Robert scheme, his skill sets fits. Great um, but yeah, I'm just, I love to hear it, man. Cause like you said, just a guy that you had kind of forgotten about. And then all of a sudden you hear that this guy's showing out. And if, if you keep hearing this for two, three, four more practices, if he shows out at the scrimmage Saturday, probably going to establish himself as a one. I mean, this is where this is when these things are getting established, right? Like what you're getting, this is important. All the stuff that you're getting out, and, and everybody from 24-7 to on three to our guys at Warport to everybody on site that is giving everybody that can't be there updates, doing a great job. Listen, you you can look at it and say, yes, it's the the media window for sure. But you're also getting things out like it's not something to just totally poo-poo. The longer it goes, the more you can look at the groupings and say, hmm, okay. Like, here's one for you. Apparently, last couple of days, you're seeing Marcus Harris back on the inside because mm-hmm. it looks like Keldrick Fault done showed up at 290 or something stupid and it said, this defensive end spot is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake, I've been trying to tell him. I've been trying, <laughs> trying to tell him. He's a bad dude, man. This is a bad dude. He, he might, he gonna, I, he gonna start day one. Hey, you were on him. I got to give you your credit there. You were on him. You were on him even during his recruitment, saying kids were still playing high school football and Dustin was saying it. I mean, you were on him back when we were doing audio only over the phone, brother. Just saying like, like you, can't, you can't lose this one. There's no yeah. way you can miss a stud like this and let him go to Florida State. And I uh, holler at our boy in Buford, Georgia on that one, too. We'll talk to you. That one yeah. might go – this it might go the same way. You'll see what we do this year, buddy. Um, so that was exciting. Sylvester, Sylvester Smith has worked his way up to the two deep. And we talked about this with Ike, right? Where there's a safety spot that could be open. Sims got that one other one locked down. We like the guys that we have there. I definitely feel like when you start naming off the guys between Kaufman and just going down the list, I definitely feel like okay, one of those three or four guys can get the job done. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna be okay there. But to hear that Sylvester has already worked his way up into the two deep and he's even getting some reps with the one, he's receiving high praise from the coaches. Man, um, I look across the same thing I hear about Connor Lou. Like, when you, there's a lot of young names that you're hearing about and you're saying these are already in the two deep. Think about this. This is really cool. So they're saying that Xavier Miller is having an excellent camp. Mm-hmm. The Juco tackle. Had a, had a slow spring, didn't have the best spring, took him some time to get adjusted. That can happen with Juco. Apparently, he's really starting to kind of get the hang of it. Um, probably won't start this year at, at tackle because of Wade and, and Britton, just two older guys there that are yeah. going to go on and play football, we hope, in the league after this year. So you'll definitely have him sitting there. But just the fact that he's come on so strong and it's still not going to start. So it's like, okay, now, okay, I got some depth. You got a guy that you've trusted enough to rotate in with the ones a little bit, but has definitely established itself and looking solid at the twos. A guy like Connor Lou, who is getting some reps with the ones, won't start at the ones over Cam Stutz and Tate and, and those guys in Jeremiah at guard, but is getting some reps there. Is definitely your second string center. Definitely will be your two, your center there. So, and then Sedna is already at the two. Yeah. There's some young cats right there. Like now I'm looking at my backup offensive line and I'm saying, I got some guys 
that got some eligibility. <laughs> Three to four so, years. <laughs> and look, so why so so what are they so if all those guys are working at the two, once these all once this all gets established and once we go into fall camp, I feel like those guys I just mentioned will be the, the two you know, on the second string offensive line, right? Yep. They go through a whole season building chemistry and working together, even if it's just in practice and minimal reps and blowouts. They're still getting reps working together. So they're building, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I like it a lot. And you're starting to look at it and say, okay, these position groups, the the, the floor is really starting to raise on all these position groups. I go to every position. I go to linebacker, a huge area of concern. And I say, I feel better. Yep. I feel better. I go to the defensive line and I say, okay, I'm still concerned, but I feel better. I feel much better about offensive line. Was never concerned with running back. I feel better about wide receiver. I feel much better about quarterback. Like miles and miles better than I did last year about at quarterback. So as we get into our next part here, Blake, and you wanted to touch on this one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it to you. And the reason you wanted to hit on this was just because it's been talking season, right? We do three mm-hmm. podcasts a week, so. Mm-hmm. We've given predictions and projections, and we've we've sit there and we have to come up with topics and this, that, and the other. So we have to write down all the stuff we say because we don't want some of our stuff to cross over each other. You know, we've mm-hmm. we've done a lot of talking, is what I'm saying. We're ready for mm-hmm. some damn ball, but we get DMs and we get the comments, and it's the most frequent one by far. No, the second is who do you think will start at quarterback? Yeah. But by far is can we win nine or ten games? And I know how I feel on this, but, Blake, you wanted to say something about the high, high expectations that people are, are kind of bringing in here. Yeah, man, look, I, I get it. I get it all the time. Um, and, and look, we appreciate you DMing us and, and the questions. We love it, right? I love interacting with our followers and listeners. Uh, but I wanted to talk about that tonight because – I don't want you to get too high, right? I don't want you to get too high, and then when it doesn't happen, you get brought back to reality, and you're sitting there going, man, that was a failure, all right? Because if you're up here, all right, and Auburn only comes out and they go seven and five, you're going to sit here and go, man, we were – we should have went nine and three or ten and two, right? Like – just just bring it back a little bit. Now, my other side of this is it's year one, okay? What Hugh Freeze has brought in talent-wise could pop, okay? And, and everything that Dustin just talked about in fall camp that is going on, it gets you excited, right? It gets you it gets you fired up. Uh, there's some guys stepping up that we didn't think might step up. And that is kind of what Auburn needed when going into fall camp. They were saying, hey, we need guys to step up, especially at linebacker with losing uh, DeMario Tolan. Uh, and, and I know I talked about that the other day uh, to see Eugene Asante step up. Uh, look, there is a path to win nine games, okay? There is. But you're going to have to beat somebody that you're not supposed to beat, okay? You come out, all right? And, and and what I mean by this is is if you want to win nine games, that means you can't go to College Station and lose, people. All right, can't go to College Station and lose. Now, of course, everybody's going to sit here and say Georgia, LSU, a loss. All right, 
my opinion, and I've said this multiple times, is everybody's marking that LSU game as a loss in Baton Rouge, all right? And and I'm sitting here telling you that I think this roster is better than last year's roster, and we had their ass on the on the rope, all right? We should we should have put our foot on their net, all right? When we had the chance, well, we were up seventeen to nothing. That's the most painful game. Yeah, we were seventeen to nothing. And Cam Brown had that touchdown. That was the most painful game to me. They had five passing yards in the second half. Yes, Jaden Jaden Daniels was was atrocious mm-hmm. in Jordan Hare last year. I mean, it was it was horrible. Um, but I'm just going to – look, you you lose those two games. And this isn't a prediction of what Auburn's going to do. I'm just saying the media has you losing those two games, right? You got to win Ole Miss at home. You got to. And it's not just – look, if you want to get the nine wins, you got to win that one, but you also got to beat the hell out of Lane Kiffin because <laughs> you can't get trolled on the internet because you know as soon as he beats Hugh Freeze, he's going to make a joke and it's going to light Twitter on fire, all right? Uh, so you got to win that one. You got to beat Mississippi State at home as well. I think we do. Uh, going to Vanderbilt, yeah, whatever. The one to get you to nine wins, all right. And I keep staring at the schedule, Dustin. I keep staring at it. Is at Arkansas, and I know the media keeps hyping them up. They're hyping KJ Jefferson up. They're mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to say they're hyping uh, Rocket Sanders up because he he's already hyped up. Yeah. Uh, and and apparently he's put on a little more weight and he's he's running that thing even harder. So, uh, I but but don't sit here and fool yourself. Auburn can win at Arkansas. They've had success there. Okay, um, they've had some thrillers there. They just went up there two years ago with Bo Nix and an 11 a.m. kickoff, and they were supposed to get beat to sleep, and they ended up beating Arkansas by two scores. So don't tell me that that's an automatic loss. Auburn can go to Fayetteville and have success, all right? Uh, but you got to win that one, all right? And then, you know, obviously your your Alabama, LSU, and Georgia are your three losses, all right, but nine and three, and then you know you roll in, you roll in nine and two in the Iron Bowl, Dustin. Nick Saban's never beat a nine-win Auburn team, hmm. so there's your path to nine and three or ten and two. All right, so could it happen? Yeah, man, it could happen. But one thing I want you to keep in mind is, it's year one. I don't want you to get caught up here. And all of and everything that's going on and all the excitement, and then Auburn goes seven and five and they lose at Arkansas or they lose at home to Ole Miss. And you're sitting here going, Man, that that team was nine and three or ten and two. All right. Because then you're gonna start looking at it as a failure. Hmm. And don't let that happen year one because seven and five is not a failure in year one under Hugh Freeze. Okay. If we go seven and five, man, I'm throwing a party. All right. Everybody's invited. We're going to have a good time. We're not going to sit here and, and, you know, we're not putting somebody on the hot seat this time. Okay. <laughs> like, um, I, and I know that might sound a little cringy to say that, that, you know, you're celebrating seven and five, but what we went through, uh, from 2020 to now, you got to be excited for it, right? Like you, yeah. you got to see growth in the program, and there's levels to this. You got to work your way back. And Nick Saban, look at what he had to go through, man. Everybody was sitting there talking, all right, about there. Oh, there's some things going on in the locker room with transfer portal bring-ins and everything. You know, like like some people were saying this, some people were saying that. Uh, but 
Nick Saban, man, he had to he had to clean star players off the team in his first year. DJ Hall was their go-to guy, receiver. All right. And and him and Saban were like, hey, they didn't see eye to eye. He was like, you out. All right. Get out of here. I don't need you anymore. All right. So you gotta you gotta weed things out in that year one. So it might not go as smooth as everybody's sitting here expecting it to go. There might be some bumps in the roads, people. Like, like that's why I just want you to come off of that high just for a second and just just bring it back down a minute. Now, if if we if we go to A and M and wax them and then we turn around and get the dogs at home, then we can start getting up on that on that cloud yeah, nine. I mean, yeah. And then we can start then yeah. we can start getting up on that cloud nine, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, for sure then. Um yeah. and then and under that scenario, then you have a bye week before LSU. Yeah, that yeah. would be sick. Um yeah, man, you you well spoke on this. I'm not going to go too far on this one. I'll just say, like we've been saying, we've had back-to-back losing seasons. We haven't had a year since 2013 where we haven't uh, we've lost less than four games. I mean, because yep. we went ten and two in a regular season, and we still found a way to lose four games that year and finished mm-hmm. ten and four. So um, that's almost a decade of losing at least four games every single season. That's nine straight years of that. Yep. So to sit here and uh, wonder is this going to be the year and with the first year head coach, it would probably, because it shouldn't be, it would be very Auburn for us to do it. Yeah. You know, like for, yeah, we, yeah, because we shouldn't, we probably will go 11 and one. Right. But <laughs> I mean, no, look, uh, it's just, you still got to play. I mean, just, just these three talking about nine and three, just look at LSU, Alabama, Georgia. Okay. Not going to be favored in any three of those games. Those all three of those games are going to be very difficult. Let's just say you pencil those in as L's. Then, then you're saying, okay, I don't slip up anywhere else. Mm. Come on, man, come on. So, um, and I love it. I'm not knocking anybody. And like you said, man, keep shooting us the DMs. Keep with the comments. We love it. Uh, I'm just answering your question. It's, because I got a ton of nine and three, ten and two questions. Yeah, I just do not see it. Yeah, I don't want I you to get disappointed. Like, yeah. I, that's my thing. Is like, I don't want you to be riding this high, like I said, and then you just sit here and go, "Oh man, that season was such a disappointment." Yeah, it's not because it's, it's not. That's not, not. You went five and seven last year. You didn't make a bowl game. You go seven and five this year, and then you win the bowl game. You go eight and five, and you're going to finish with the top twelve, the top ten recruiting class. Then obviously you kill the portal again. Yeah, dude. Everything and, like everything is going up. So and yeah. guess what? There's a Seven, twelve team. Wins, man. There's there's a twelve team playoff. All right. So it goes next from four year. to twelve. And there that schedule go. next year is hey beautiful. You got to be excited about it. Yes, sir. It's beautiful, Blake. Before we get out of here, man. Uh, home field apparel, guys. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Get fifty uh, percent off your first purchase using all, all caps code UPTEMPO. Help us out. They got a lot of good stuff over there. Season's right around the corner, man. You want to look good. They got unique stuff that you're not going to get anywhere else. You want a 2010 National Championship shirt? That's where to get it. I got a couple of 2013 shirts over here. They're faded. See Blake showing off the baby blue right there. You know, if you got your 2010 shirt from back in the day, well, that's 13 years ago. You might need to up and get you a new one. Home is the only place where you're going to find that, man. So go up there, up tempo, all caps. And look, last episode, like they all have been lately, jumped off 30, 40 new subs, right? So got us over 700. We appreciate you guys. To everybody that's still watching, two of our last three episodes have touched right at 2,000 views. Mm-hmm. 
as of recording here, we're at like 725, 700, what, 729, I believe, 729 yeah. subs. So that's still, well, that's over a thousand people that haven't subbed that have been watching. So just hit that subscribe, man. I keep saying it. We're doing big, big things here at the Up Tempo Podcast, mm-hmm. doing big, big things with our guys at the War Report Network. Um, cool announcement coming next week on the sponsor. It's going to be uh, a sponsor that we're really excited about because you guys will be able to get involved. Yeah. It'll be something that you'll be able to get involved and do throughout the season and have a ton of fun with. So we're very excited about that. So just stay tuned for that. Um, we also, within the next week or two, it won't be next week, probably the week after that, we're going to be doing our first live show. We're going to try to get in a bunch of different guests to make it very interactive. Uh, we'll have more details on that next week as we get the guests lined up and that kind of thing. So be on the lookout for that. But we are excited about that as well. So football's right around the corner, guys. Football is right around the corner. We have struggled to get through this thing yeah. as we always do and down here in the south football is king and it is almost back i know that you guys miss it as much as we do blake any final thoughts brother uh dustin uh, all i want to say is is i just want to thank the people who have become members uh to mm-hmm. this podcast and they pay up and if you are interested go check out our two memberships uh we like we're doing the live like dustin mentioned uh hop in and 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 show your love and and we'll show it right back to you we appreciate each and every one of you uh we're we we've got big things coming right like we're not just doing we're not just doing big things for football we're also going to be doing big things for basketball baseball uh, and Dustin knows how passionate I am about Auburn baseball. Let me tell you something. I love Auburn football and I love Auburn basketball, but I love, I love me some Auburn baseball, right? And and I'm super passionate about it. Uh, and there's some big things coming that mm-hmm. me and Dustin have, have just really sat down and talked about. And we're so excited. So do not miss the opportunity on those memberships. And look, we're even down to we got a final notice that that the NCAA college football game is for sure coming back mm. next summer. And there is a gameplay with you if you join one of those memberships. Go check it out. We can be on the sticks uh, playing some NCAA football online. Uh, Madden drops next football. week. Yeah, and Matt, there you go. Madden drops next week. Uh, so there we go. You go Go check it out if you like it. Uh, go ahead and join and, and get you one of those memberships because we greatly appreciate it. So, Dustin. Uh, I think it's been a hell of an episode, brother, and and I know, uh, like you said, we're excited to kick this thing off. It is going to be electric September 2nd in Jordan-Hare Stadium. And with that, uh, we will see you Monday, 10 a.m., right here on YouTube and the Uptempo Podcast. We want to leave you with a war damn eagle, and we will see you all on the next one. War damn eagle.